Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Okay, now remember, honey, we don't have to buy anything, so don't, you know, cave into the salesman's pressure. Got it. Okay. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Kurt Jones Autoplex. I am Kurt Jones. I reckon you're interested in a vehicle. Let's pray. <laughs> Lord Jesus, thank you for bringing these customers to Kurt Jones Buick, where the Lord lifts you up and Kurt lowers the prices. Allow them to haggle and negotiate, make sure they get a fair price, but also see that the dealership makes a healthy profit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm Jeff. This is my wife, Abby. We're we're looking for a four-door, like a sedan, maybe. We don't really know, but we we know we're not ready to buy yet. Okay. (laughs) Dear Jesus. Again? Please help Jeffrey and Abigail find a four-door sedan with power windows. We, we just look at sunroof. We don't need that. And a six-disc CD changer that comes standard in the Buick Lamonte. <laughs> limited edition. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Limited edition? Yep. Jesus wants you to get in that car. Sit in that car. Follow me to the promised land. Reminds me of the book of Psalms. How many are your works, oh Lord? In wisdom you made the Buick Lamonte. I'm sorry, it, it, it says Buick in the Bible? Let me tell you something. God made the Buick, and the devil made the import. I like the interior. Oh, yes. Feel the leather. Do you feel it? Well, I... Can you feel the lumbar support lifting up your spirits? Do you feel it? Well, I... Can you feel the seat warmers warming your soul? Can you feel it? Do you feel it? Yes. Yes. I feel it. I feel it. Now raise your hands through the optional sunroof and give it up to the Lord. Oh, praise Jesus. Hey, we're Jewish. I remember I was tempted once in the backseat of a Lamonte. Testify, sister. Playing Bell The temptation was all around me. The devil and poison was all around her. But Jesus gave me the will to not fornicate with Chris Reese. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Abigail. 
Abigail, you have given so much to the Lord, and now you shall receive. You shall receive his mercy. You shall receive his glory. You shall receive a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. Mr. Jones, we're just looking. Well, whoa, whoa, no, 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 honey, honey. We don't even know what the price is. Let me talk to my finance and manager. Okay. Dear Jesus, are there any financing options that will allow Jeffrey and Abigail to purchase this vehicle? Ooh, I'm, I'm getting a message. I am getting a message from the Lord. I am getting a message from the Lord. I am getting a message from the Lord. Oh, I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord, and clear. Yes, he's telling me, he's telling me we have 1.9% financing for 24. Yes! 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 Hallelujah! What is this? What is this? She's speaking in tongues. Praise Jesus! Save! Your money has been saved. Yes! Save! Yes! Yes! Yes, yes, we sold another Lamonte. No, we didn't. Well, I shall throw in free floor mats. <laughs> no. GPS navigation system. <laughs> no. Free tank of gas and spinning rims. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Yeah! Hello out there. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the Wayback Machine. We enter the Wayback and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker from Counting Cars out here in Las Vegas. And I love listening to nostalgic radio and cars. And you better listen to them, too. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Golfstream Motorsports, and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Give us a big knock. And if you've missed any of our past shows, be sure and check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, which is located on our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Good afternoon, early afternoon, for, or is it late afternoon, Cedric? How are you doing, buddy? Uh, late afternoon. Is it late afternoon? Late afternoon. Okay. Early evening. Early evening. Well, hey, it's been an exciting week, hasn't it? <laughs> Has it? The week's I, only, it's not even half over yet. I know. You know, I'm so used to... You must have had a good week. No. Well, what, you know what? It's, it's hard to say because it just started yesterday, you know, so it's yeah. a typical week, but, you know, it's like the weekend... And then, you know, typically our show used to be on Wednesdays, so and now it's Tuesday, so it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. You know, of course, last week, here we had our four-year anniversary, and I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in. Four years, that's a long time. You know, really. Um, but anyway, so that was fun. That's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Four years. We started out on the 13th. It was to the exact date, although we started on a on a Thursday. It was supposed to be on a Wednesday. Then I chickened out. Then I did it on a Thursday. 
and I started to chicken out. In fact, I never got to tell a story last week. So what happened was, is Lee was board hopping back then. Okay. And uh, so I wanted to pre-record it. So what happened was, is he goes, okay. And he kept fiddle-futzing around in the studio there where you're sitting and kept coming up, well, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to get ready, get ready. So he had me sit here in the studio where I'm sitting right now. I sat here for two and a half, almost three hours, and pretty soon it's like almost seven o'clock. And he goes, "Well, you know, it's, you either got to poo poo or get off the potty, you know." So uh, you're gonna have to do your show live. Sorry, pal. And I was so boring. I put myself to sleep, and uh, I'll never forget my quote at the end of the show. It was like, "Thanks for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, the show is about cars and music. Music is the essence of the show." That was so lame. Now when I look back at retrospect, so if you want to have a good laugh, go listen to the very first show. It's on our podcast, dated May thirteenth. 2010. Wow. But anyway, so I've livened up a little bit. You know, we've had some pretty interesting guests, some pretty amazing guests. You know, I mean, we stopped thinking about Jay Leno's been on the show. Ted Nugent's been on the show. Greg Raleigh from Santana's been on the show. Dan Gurney's been on the show. Mario Andretti, Bobby Rahal. And my all-time favorite, the legendary, the one, the only, Carol Shelby. Danny Coker, um, you know, Rick Dale from American Restorations, Tanner Faust, you know, from uh, Top Gear. I mean, some really cool people. Adam Ferrara. I mean, just really, really neat car people because the show's essentially about cars, obviously. And, um, and of course, you know, we kind of digress a little bit once in a while. We go to music. Boats. We had Reggie Fountain on from Fountain Racing Boats. Uh, let's see. We haven't had anybody in the aviation world yet, but we're working on that. We're going to get somebody in there to talk about planes. Um, you know, we've had some big-name people. and We've had, uh, you know, just the average Joe like me. And occasionally my buddy Alan sits in with us, you know. Um, but uh, it's been uh, it's been a cool little ride, and we're going to keep it going. So I want to thank all my listeners again for tuning in. This is the four-year and one-week anniversary, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio Car. Hey, let me tell you about some of the upcoming events. Yes, yes, yes. For all us Ford guys, I have to uh, make this announcement. Carlisle Ford Nationals. Now, that's up in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, June 6th through the 8th. This past weekend at Elkhart Lake in Wisconsin, uh, was the National Shelby Convention, uh, SAC 39. I missed that because I had other things to do. Um, let's see. We have the Mid-America Ford Meet. That's in Oklahoma. That's on the 11th of June through the 15th. And of course, you know, if there's local shows every Thursday night. you got uh, Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, every Friday night, and I think Saturdays, too, over at uh, Old Town in Orlando. There's a car show there every week. Um, big stuff that's happening here in the next uh, month or so. Um, matter of fact, this coming weekend, if you guys are F1 fans like me, which is Formula One racing, May 25th is the Grand Prix of Monte Carlo or Monaco. Oh, yeah. And, of course, this weekend, the big race here in the United States, the Indy 500 will be Sunday. Uh, June 14th or the 15th, the 24-hour of Le Mans. Wow. You know what? That's one. That's on my bucket list. i got to do that event. Um, a guest that's going to be coming back on, one of our alumni guests and a friend of mine, is Corky Coker of Coker Tires. And I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there besides myself that run Coker Tires. And he's going to be doing the great race at the end of the month. That starts in Maine. And it ends up in Leesburg with a little detour over to our good friends over at National Parts Depot in Ocala. So that starts June 21st through the 29th. I would love to do that, but I don't think I have anything fit to drive now we've had a couple of number of our listeners have been on that great race deal because that's been around i mean they sometimes go from the midwest to the to out west or they go start up at uh in wisconsin and drive down to texas or it's almost like the uh 
Oh, what's the thing I'm thinking of here? The Hot Rod Power Tour, which is kind of cool, too. What's that's coming up? I think that starts next month. Uh, so the Hot Rod Power Tour is coming on. i got to look at the dates on that. But at any rate, so that's some of the big stuff that's going on. we got a couple guests for you tonight. Don't go away. We are Nostalgic Radium Cars. I think we've got something on the turntable that's kind of vintage. Vintage? Well, it's actually not really an old song, but it's kind of a cool car show type song. You know, something you'd hear at a car show. So we're going to turn the... Uh, we're going to drop the needle in the groove, as they say. And this is uh, John Fogarty. Oh, no, no, you got it backwards. Do the, do the, do oh, the, do, oh. do the, do the needle scratch. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah, yeah, we got to do the... Uh, gee, you almost had me confused. Oh, okay, I see what it is. You put a little arrow. Yeah, there's a little arrow. Notates, I, 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 put, uh, I put the first arrow in there. Okay. Guess what? I'm not even going to edit this. I think it's funny. What? <laughs> no, I know you too well. You will, you will edit it. Nah. You will edit it. You think I will? If, if, you, if you can hear me saying this right now, and you're not listening live on the radio, <laughs> you know that, that he didn't edit it. <laughs> he did. That's exactly but right. But I think, I think you're going to. Okay. Well, anyway, so this song is John Fogarty's, and it's called what? Hot Rod Heart, right? Uh, yeah. John, uh, it's called Hot Rod Heart, John Fogarty. It's kind of a cool song. And uh, so three, two, one, zero, whatever. It's going to be spinning around. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't go away. It's kind of a cool song. We will be back with our first guest. Did I say this was Nostalgic Radio and Cars? I think I did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now you did. Now I did. Okay. It's kind of a cool song. Groovy, man. This kind of gets you going. You know, gets your motor running. You know. Down, listen to the radio. Big old Buick and a big old sky, wheels on fire, and I tell you why. I got a high ride car. Oh, let's go prowling, sneaking like we used to do. Way back in the country, cut across the corn fields. Big ol' Harley and a big ol' moon Big ol' gator putting on the zoom I got a high ride car Got a one-way ticket to the open road Come on Got a red line engine and I'm running so Tell it to the mantle if you want
SoCal Speed Shop and the host of Car Warriors. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for takeout order at 727-501-9090 that's 727-501-9090 they truly have the best smoking barbecue in town oh and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce that's the rib shack barbecue in downtown largo 727-501-9090 i'm telling robert from nostalgic radio and cars sent you this is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Of Carfix and GarageInsiderTV.com. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Enjoy the show. Hey, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Thanks, Mr. Lou. He's got a great show. Him and uh, Jared Zimmerman, they've both been on our show before. they got a pretty cool show, and you need to check it out. Hey, uh, Hot Rod Power Tour, June 6th. Whoa. Starts in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hold on, my little computer thing here is just goofing up on me. Here, I'll find this in a second. June 7th, North Carolina winds up on... Uh, June 14th in, wow, Wisconsin. So, check it out. Hot Rod Power Tour. That's a cool event. I'd love to do that. Well, that's the same week as uh, the Carlisle Ford Nationals. I wonder how many Ford guys are going to show up. Anyway, hey, it's time to introduce our first guest for the evening. This gentleman is, I'm sure you guys all have heard about Monster Transmissions. They're actually built right here in our own backyard. When I say backyard, Brooksville. That's pretty close. That's not even an hour from here. But anyway, the Director of Client Relations is Josh Mercado. Josh, I'd like to welcome you to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Are you there? Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me. So, tell us about Monster Transmissions. I see the yeah, big that's green that's things that's all over the place. Yeah, that's our colors, purple and green. Uh, we custom build transmissions from mild to wild. That could be your soccer mom on her daily driver to the demon dad with his uh, street and strip race car. Well, tell us about how the uh, company kind of originated, and then you can tell us a little bit about yourself, too, a little bit, because you're obviously a car guy, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, we've been around for 11 years. We started in South Florida. Um, we started with three guys, the owner, his dad, and his grandfather. And uh, they wanted to start a company that would be different uh, from the traditional mechanic and uh, do something with quality and honor and build a great product um, and put better parts in there, obviously improving from the factory. And here we are 11 years later, and uh, we're on a bunch of TV shows, uh, magazines, and uh, it's awesome. Super. Me personally, yeah, I'm definitely a car guy. Uh, first car was a 67 Fastback. I had a GTA. It was candy apple red with a little white stripe on the side. Uh, and I got a Mustang today. So, yeah, I definitely love uh, definitely love cars, man. And you're a man after my own heart. You're a Ford guy. My hat's off to you. <laughs> Welcome to the show with, with warm welcomes. But, uh, okay, well, tell us a little bit about uh, Monster Garage. I mean, Monster Garage. Monster uh, Transmission. In other words, what sets Monster Transmission aside or apart from your competitors, for example? 
Yeah, that's that's a great question. There's a lot of things. Um, one of the main things that we do, like I mentioned earlier, was is we improve upon where the factory failed. So over the years, we've done our research and development and figured out where Chevy, Ford, Dodge, you know, Chrysler failed. And we get the stronger parts, we test them, then we put them in the transmission so that way they hold up longer. Uh, you get a better shift, obviously, lasts a lot longer. A um, couple other things that we do is we road test the transmission. So before we actually ship them out to our clients, we install them in a test vehicle. Uh, we have six of those. We run it down the highway and make sure it works. That way, when you get the product, uh, you know it's fully functioning. Really? That's interesting. That's interesting. Now, I am told uh, by some of your guys, some of your cohorts there, that uh, you use all brand-new components. There's no parts in your transmissions that are being reused. So in other words, it's uh, all brand-new uh, goodies inside, correct? That's correct. All the soft parts. They're all new clutches, new steels. Now, we are remanufactured. We don't work for the factory, so we do have uh, the hard parts, which are remanufactured. Okay, right. But yeah, it'll be all new clutches. We don't reuse the old ones, uh, and we don't put any of the used parts that are going to break down on you. And that's what a rebuild does. Unfortunately, you get uh, some patched up, you know, you get the clutches fixed or something like that, and it's not a full job. We put all new parts and remachine parts in there from uh, start to finish. That way, uh, you get basically a brand new product. Now, do you what's the, what's the bulk of your business? What's which transmissions do you sell the most? Yeah, well, primarily Chevy. Uh, you know, we specialize in Chevy uh, domestic, Chevy rear wheel drive. However, we can build anything, um, whether it's Chevy Ford, the foreign stuff, manuals, transfer cases. You know, we can do all that. If if you want it built, send it to us, uh, or maybe we have a core in the shop. We have about eight to nine hundred. So a lot of times, you don't even have to ship us your core back. Uh, which is great. Saves you a lot of money in shipping. And we offer free shipping, too. As long as you pick a business address, you know, we ship out for free. So that saves you, you know, five, six hundred bucks. Oh, interesting. Okay. Now, what about racers? You got a, you have a, a huge following and a huge uh, core business with uh, with a lot of racers. Tell us about some of the, the big names that uh, use your products. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because the commercial on earlier was Santiago, and uh, he's one of our clients, too, from Carfix. Uh, right. We do supply the show. Um, we also do Chip uh, Foose on some of the overhauling shows. Uh, Willie B, he's got a nice Cuda. Uh, we gave him a, a nice race transmission for that. Uh, Brian Fuller, you know, he used to be on right. the guys, but now right. he does uh, Fuller's Hot Rods. Um, our clients in South Florida, Tom and Bubba, they're a new client, and uh, they do a lot of stuff on the racetrack with Turbonetics and uh, some of the 1,000 horsepower. Now, we can build from your stock application, you know, 175 all the way up to 2,500 uh, horsepower. So we can cover it, whatever you need. Now the um, the transmissions, for example, like trucks. Okay, um, <clears throat> and I'll and I'll use my truck as an example because I've got a what's that nasty thing that we have in my behind my seven three that I complain yeah, about. Four O D. Yeah, that that little darling. <laughs> what can you do to make that little thing work better? Because they just they're terrible. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's one of the things we address is the better planetaries and that better clutches, better steels. More importantly, though, it's your torque converter. You know, that goes out first a lot in applications, especially with the, the turbos and the bigger trucks. And if you're towing, you definitely need to get, like, a billet lid, um, some type of billet lid on there and multi-clutch inside, and that, that'll hold up a lot stronger. And that's very affordable, too. You know, you don't have to buy, uh, you know, like three or four transmissions to get it right the first time. Now, can the, the talk about the torque converter a little bit. What makes the your torque converter – now, is that something that you have designed and you have built specifically – for monster transmission, or is that something that's available on the market and then you kind of private label it, or how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. It's actually, um, it is built specifically for us, so we uh, we have it built based on our client's application. Uh, so we do custom build them. They're not sitting on the shelf, you know, just ready to ship out. Uh, what we do is we find out exactly what kind of boost you may have, 
Uh, so if you need a plate inside there to reinforce it, you just let us know how much boost, nitrous. Uh, we can do all those kind of applications. The other thing is uh, it has a brazed impeller. If it requires like a diode stator, there'll be one in there. That's an improvement. And then also we do a constant weld all the way around the fins. A lot of times guys won't ever cut open the torque converter, so you'll never see the fins in there. So people often skip that, and that makes it weaker. So we make sure you know that we reinforce every single fin inside also. So the weak link in the torque converter is what? Let's say in my in my standard Ford diesel excursion, for example. Yeah, um, usually it's uh, it's either the lockup clutch. If it's a lockup converter, that'll go out first. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the biggest one that throws a code, and that's the most common code out there. Uh, if not, it'll be the fins themselves bending. Uh, or it could be the stator on the inside. Okay, so when I broke down along the side of the interstate and I had transmission fluid pouring out of the front of my transmission, what exactly happened? Did I kill the pump too? Yeah, if it came out the front area of the bell housing, the pump gears are possibly broken in there, um, and unfortunately, yeah, it had to find a, a, a way to get out. Okay, that's exactly what happened. Interesting. Now, you mentioned uh, transfer cases. You guys rebuild transfer cases too? Yeah, yeah, we handle the, the four-wheel drive applications. We we have uh, rebuild kits for transfer cases, and then we also remanufacture them uh, with better pumps and uh, different parts in there that make them stronger, like a Morris chain if that's required for that. Um, we do build transmissions, transfer cases for like Matt Steel, uh, spare parts dug over from Truck U, and mm-hmm. the truck's gone wild. Okay. So we do everything, cars, trucks, vans. That has a motor in it, we can build a transmission for it. We got a guy that got a trike the other day, and uh, he's going to put a small block Chevy in a a nice overdrive in there. So, uh, like I said earlier, if you want it built, just let us know. Do, do you find a lot of guys doing conversions? In other words, let's say like us, us older guys, and I'm and I'm us use Fords and GMs and Chrysler. So, in other words, like in the old days, we'd use a 727, and we use a, a TH350 or a 400 or a C6 or a C4, something like that. Are a lot of these guys with these older cars going to these new four-speed automatics, the AODs? Yes, definitely, and that's what we specialize in, that 700R4. That's the overdrive. Right. And it's a lot better to take that old classic car and put an overdrive in it for a small investment than go and get a new car and make car payments. You know, there's no sense in that. Bring out that classic. Uh, we have a package that does 99% of the conversion for you. So whether it's the Ford AOD or you want the Chevy 700R4, uh, we have a kit that will give you all the brackets, the torque converter, the mounts, the cables. We can even get you the fluid. Whatever that you need to convert over, we specialize in that, and we can do it for you. Okay, so you have complete kits, then. That's good. That's good to know. Now, yeah, some stop shop. Yeah, okay. Don't call three places. Just call one place. Just call one place. Okay, go ahead and give out the information. So if somebody wants to find out about you, Josh, go ahead and uh, give out the information on Monster uh, Transmissions. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, MonsterTransmission.com, MonsterTrans.com, EatMyShift.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just put in those keywords, and you can also call in. Uh, 1-800-708-0087, and uh, one of the dedicated account reps would be more than happy to help anyone. Okay. Now, you use your description as Director of Client Relations. Go ahead and explain that to our listeners. It's not Director of Customer Relations, it's Client Relations. Go ahead and elaborate on that for a second, because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, What we feel is that we don't have customers. A lot of times a customer is somebody that just makes a purchase from you. Um, We have clients, and they stick with us for life whether they're sending us pictures of the vehicle after they hooked it up or telling us about their son working on their next purchase from us. Uh, so we have clients. And obviously without clients, you don't have a business. So our business is that dedicated to our clients that they've created the position of director of client relations. And that's what I do. You know, I make sure that the clients are happy, whether it's calling them, going to see them, um, or emailing them, you know, whatever they need. Most of your business is domestic. Do you do some, uh, is, do you have an overseas market? Or do you have an export market demand for your uh, your transmissions? 
Uh, yeah, we do. Um, we, we do get a lot of calls because guys are doing conversions uh, all the time, and we're kind of known for that. Um, so we get on um, the transmissions that aren't always domestic, and then we have a lot of clients overseas also. Uh, we actually have 400, over 400 shops that uh, resell our products around the world, so it, it's definitely good. That's good. And you said you're 11 years now you guys have been in business, correct? Uh, that, that's correct, yes, sir. That's good. That's good. Now, let's just say, for example, I've got my little 302 Ford or my little uh, small block Chevrolet, and I want to put, you know, I want to go from a three speed automatic to an AOD. What am I, what, what, the whole kit, what could it roughly cost me if I had to budget? What am I looking to spend? Yeah, um, definitely, you'd be right around two grand, give or take a couple hundred bucks. Most of the kits are 1995 uh, based on horsepower to, say, 2195 and we're also running coupons all the time, which you can find on the social networks. Um, the other good thing is once you're done, if you do us a video testimonial, we'll actually send you out a rebate check from your order. So you get to show off your ride and you get a little cash in your pocket, too. Wow. Now tell us about your warranty. How does that work? Yeah, the warranty is uh, very unique. We changed our warranty to benefit our clients. Most of the time, if you have a problem with the transmission, if it's an out-of-town purchase, you have to send it back. And then they tell you what happened to it, and then they charge you for it. And uh, maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's not what happened. But the thing about us is we just replaced the transmission. There is no cost for that except for your round-trip shipping. Uh, so during your warranty period on a first-time basis, uh, we just ask that you cover the shipping, and we'll send you out a replacement. And the cool thing is we actually have webcams in our building. So when the transmission comes in, we'll inspect it on a live webcam. You can set an appointment, or we can send you a clip, and we'll actually show you what happened to the transmission. So that way you see right there. Uh, exactly what occurred, and we'll try to help you prevent it from happening again. Well, that's cool. That's real neat. Yeah, it's almost like they can interact with your tranny, their tranny then, right? Yeah, they definitely can. We also have five other webcams in the building. So if you're ever buying something from out of town or on the Internet and you worry about it or you have a question you wonder, well, from now on, just go to monstertransmission.com, click on We Are Live, and pick one of the webcams, and you can watch the guys put the parts in the boxes that we say we sell. You can see the guys build the transmissions the way we say we do, and you can even see them road tested. You'll see the guys put them in and out of the vehicles and uh, actually pull out of the shop. Uh, you can see them packed on camera, so there's there's a lot of different things you can check out. Now, do you guys, um, you know, a lot of people have a product. You know, they sponsor a race car or something like that. Do you have anybody in particular you sponsor? Is there a certain class, uh, whether it's a road race car or a drag race car or what? Um, what? Actually, not at this time. Uh, okay. I would say probably Tom and Bubba is the closest thing to that. Uh, okay. that we're doing a sponsorship with, with at this time. We've done some NASCAR stuff in the past. Um, and a lot of the shows, you know, they're definitely sponsorships, too, so that kind of helps out. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, the new transmissions, they've got a lot of, let's just say, electronics in them, you know, and they're kind of computer-related. There's really no way to get around that, is there? I mean, you can't really switch transmissions around with... Uh, you know they're not compatible like in the old days. In other words, you could you know you could put a convert go from a C4 to a C6 or something like that, or an FMX if you wanted to, or a Turbo 350 or a Turbo 400. Today's cars you can't really do that because of all the electronics, correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. But Monster has a, a solution for you. Like okay. I say, um, actually, there's a controller out there, a computer, and we do offer them carbureted fuel injected, and you can get that transmission and use the computer to now run the electronics. The good thing about most of the motors and transmissions they bolt up. And if they don't, you know, we know where there's adapters at to be able to bolt up the transmission to the motor and make that happen. Um, the only challenge you run into is changing from one electronic to another. Uh, you do have to do some computer work in there to get the new transmission uh, and the computer to hook up so they can kind of talk to each other. Okay, now let's go another direction. Let's just say, for example, I got a stock, well, I'll just, and I'm going to use a Ford diesel, okay? So let's say I got a 6.0 diesel, and it's shifting like it normally does. 
like it normally would. And, and that transmission is not a bad transmission, the five-speed that they put behind the six O's. But now, if I wanted to shift a little bit different, do you make any kind of like, do you make like shift kits too, or do you just go completely through the transmissions? Well, we, we do both. I mean, we do remanufacture the whole transmission, but if you want to set it at a certain RPM or you want to have a certain shift kit put in so you can uh, shift at different speeds, you can. Uh, the computers also allow you to uh, set your line pressure and change your line pressure, so it'll shift at different points. Uh, so, yes, it is it is definitely possible. Okay. Now, i got to ask you this. In your own car, because you talked about your Mustang, um, stick or automatic kind of guy? Uh, T5, man. I got the stick in there. <laughs> All right. Again, a man after my own heart. Got to have a handshaker in there. Well, that's good. That's good. So, uh, and of course, you don't do any manual transmission. You do, you do, you guys do strictly automatics, correct? In- incorrect. We actually do, uh, T5s, T56s. Oh, you uh, do? We build the manual. Yes, sir. Uh, NV4500s, NV3500s, um, you know, all those kind of different units. Yeah, just, just call us, man. Don't knock us out. We can do anything. Well, tell us a little bit about the, the, the manual transmissions now. A lot of guys are going to six speeds, correct? Uh, yeah, guys are definitely preferring that. I mean, five or six, you're kind of good. It depends on your application. Mm-hmm. If you want to street and strip the thing and you're going to get your foot into it, the, the six speed is definitely nice. Um, a lot of the, for instance, Chevys are coming out like 6L80s, which we build. Those are six speeds also with the paddle shifter. Um, so, yeah, guys are going six speed. Basically, anything that you can improve in the transmission uh, is definitely what we'll address, whether it's, you know, the forks or um, the synchros or any of that kind of stuff to be able to handle higher horsepower and torque. Okay. Well, now, what's the next big event that uh, Monster uh, Transmission is going to be at? So, in other words, let's say some of our listeners want to stop by and uh, visit you guys at one of your booths or one of your tables. Uh, where, where would uh, the next event be that you guys are going to be set up? Well, they're going to have to travel a little far because we're planning on going to the uh, the CBS Studios for the July 4th celebration. And what that is, that's the Television Motion Picture Car Club, which we're a member of. Really? We're planning on going out there uh, for July 4th. Um, there's also Cruising the Coast that we go to in Mississippi. We'll have a booth out there. Uh, we went to the Good Guys show recently, um, so they can definitely catch us there. And then if they're local in uh, Central Florida, every Tuesday night we do a charity uh, cruising uh, for trophies, but to raise money for a different charity at the local Chick-fil-A on uh, Cortez Boulevard in Brooksville, Florida. Okay. How about the Howard Power Tour? Are you going to do anything there at the uh, for that event? I didn't see anything on the calendar for that one. Um, yeah, I don't see anything coming on coming on that one. Huh. Well, Josh, I want to thank you for uh, taking a few minutes here and sharing the stories and all the goodies that you guys do over there at Monster Transmission. Why don't you go ahead and give out the website and phone number one more time? Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, MonsterTransmission.com, MonsterTrans.com, EatMyShift.com, and the phone number is 1-800-708-0087. Super. All right, Josh, say hi to the rest of the gang up there, and uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see you at some of the car shows. Always a pleasure. Good to see you always. I appreciate your time, man, and... uh Tell everybody eat my shift. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> All right, take care. Anyway, what do we got in the turntable? We got another little cool little song, don't we, coming up here? Here we go. Ah, this is probably very fitting. Little Sammy Hagar can't drive 55. You know what? With a little luck in a couple weeks, we might actually have his son, Aaron Hagar, on the show, who is a not only a musician, but he's a hot rodder in his own right. So we're looking forward to that. So, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We will be right back, and we've got our second guest lined up for the evening. Don't go away.
co-host of History Channel's Top Gear and all-round car lover. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. And yes, thanks, uh, Tanner. You are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Big shout-out to our friends at uh, Monster Transmission. So... I think I'm going to have those guys do my tranny and my diesel because it's uh, my 7.3 is a slug and my F550 is a bigger slug. So, hey, it's time to introduce our next guest for the evening. Uh, This gentleman works for a professional PR firm called Brandware out of Atlanta. And uh, he's involved with a number of automotive events and automotive sponsors. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon, Jordan Walker. Jordan, are you there? I am. Good evening. How are you? Pretty good. So tell us about Jordan Walker and uh, Brandware PR. Yeah, so um, Brandware PR is a full-service public relations agency here in the north side of Atlanta. Um, we're right up 400, about, oh, I'd say about 15, 20 minutes from downtown um, on a good day, depending on traffic. And, um, and yeah, so we focus mostly on um, automotive and enthusiast brands. So we work largely in the automotive category, but we work a little bit outside of it as well. Um, but... Um, my role uh, is kind of more on the auto side, so that's kind of what I'll speak to a little bit um, and, and uh, not step on the toes of the guys that are working in dental and uh, you know, <laughs> the, the law and that kind of thing because I, I could not talk myself out of a brown box um, in, in that regard. Um, but I grew up in Indianapolis, so I'm a big uh, uh, racing fan. Um, I grew up about 15 minutes away from the Speedway. My dad grew up. Um, across the street from the Speedway there in Indianapolis. Um, so I grew up a big Emerson Fittipaldi fan, and um, mostly because uh, about the, the age that I was when he was racing, it was all about the color of his car and the the old Marlboro car. Um, but yeah, I uh, grew up in Indianapolis, ended up going to school at Purdue University right up the road, up 65, um, spent a little time um, doing some music work. I, I spent a, a small amount of time at Yamaha um, for their band and orchestral division and their drum set division, working with the professional artists. And then from there, I broke into the for, away from artist relations and into public relations um, and got uh, a gig over at Brandware. And that's where I've been since uh, March of 2012. Now, you're breaking up a little bit, but uh, back up a second there. Tell us a little bit about working at Yamaha and artist relations, because we're kind of all music fans here. Cedric, my uh, my engineer, is an amazing musician. He plays a number of instruments. I kind of play the guitar and the piano. I'm terrible at it, but I tinker with it. But uh, go ahead and tell us a little sure. bit about what you uh, did with, uh, with, uh, with musical instruments. Um, so I was an intern over there for a handful of months, but um, largely what the office in Indianapolis does is prospect new artists and... Um, sign new artists to play Yamaha instruments, um, and that's kind of uh, a form of public relations in a way in that you've got, you know, just like what you would expect, sponsorship and kind of the vouch from the better artists in the world playing the instrument. Um, but uh, I did a, a large amount of marketing for these guys, making sure that they had materials and, and um, you know, the, the proper signage and that kind of thing for when they were especially doing clinics, um, a lot of stuff on the drum set side of things. So guys like Steve Gadd and uh, Keith Carlock and some of these other big drum set artists that are, you know, huge touring musicians, guys that are touring with John Mayer and and, uh, and a lot of the other bigger acts. Um, you know, we worked with a couple of the guys in Elton John's band. So um, whether it was making sure they had the right marketing materials for, uh, for a, sh- a clinic or a gig or a show, 
and then everything to making sure the equipment was working well, um, making sure they were getting the equipment that they needed. Uh, you know, we, we helped facilitate having horns and drums shipped to ateliers to be repaired and serviced and that kind of thing. So it was a little bit of everything from a general support standpoint, just making sure that they had everything that they needed to, you know, be the best in the world at what they were doing on the instrument. How hard is it to get a uh, a musician away from one brand to another? Um, you know, I, I was never really super involved in the conversation, but I know um, it's kind of an ongoing thing. I mean, I remember uh, my boss talking periodically about guys that were, you know, talking about leaving one brand because they weren't happy with the sound or, um, you know, they maybe they weren't particularly pleased with the service they were getting and they saw the opportunity elsewhere um, to maybe, you know, do what they wanted to do on the instrument a little bit or a little bit easier in some cases. Um, so I know, you know, they sometimes in, in some cases they work on a professional artist for over a year before they finally sign. Um, so it's little stuff like that. Um, and it's kind of an ongoing thing that, that um, – is a conversation that they have at events and at concerts and, and something like that. It's never just a sit down, sign the contract, and let it be done kind of situation. Is there ever a situation where, and I'm going to use guitars as an example because, you know, everybody, a lot of musicians lose Fenders, and of course, Fender Strats and Tellys are real popular. And uh, But then, you know, you got the Paul Reeds and you've got, uh, you know, all the other manufacturers that are out there as well, you know, Gibson and so on. And I've seen. It's, it seems like, you know, like a lot of musicians will use all three, for example. And I'll just say a Paul Reed, a Gibson, or a Fender, or, or, or a Vox, or Epiphone, or something like that. You know, so what kind of entices the, 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 the musician to use that particular brand? I mean, do you have to custom build something? It, it largely depends on the guys that are playing the instruments. So, um, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody, they want to make sure that they can get a broad range of equipment to serve a broad range of goals. If that's kind of what their their gig is, if they're you know if they need to play in four or five different styles, they want to be able to have the equipment to be able to do that. So, take for instance somebody like a Wynton Marsalis, who is able to play pretty much any anything under the sun on the trumpet, whether it's jazz or classical or whatever, and he's on the top of his game all the time. He wants to be able to have the right horn for the right job. So it's going to be really hard for him to sign on with, you know, uh, a horn maker if they don't make the different trumpets that he needs, you know, for just as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of that that I've seen is some of these super top flight guys in both education and performance um, are occasionally offered the chance to develop particular horns, just like you'd expect. So signature series horns or or um, drum sets or or that kind of thing especially in the in the snare drum world um, and that kind of thing, or even drumsticks themselves. And I think that that's really enticing is being able to slap their name on something and, and put some input into what's actually being developed and, and what's being sold, whether it's for their students or for their fans or whatever. Um, and I think that that draws a lot of guys to, to companies that will be able to do that. Is it because the company that they're choosing, let's just say Yamaha in this case, is more receptive to actually building an instrument to really accommodate, you know, their their needs, so to speak? I would say it's the latter. I think it's, um, and and I was never involved in the actual contractual dis- discussion, so I don't, I can't speak to it directly. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, in conversations that I had with a lot of these guys, um, they were all very, very pleased with what they were getting out of not only the product but the, the basically the the high end customer service that they were getting. Um, with a, a small team dedicated specifically to their needs, 
I mean, obviously their needs are very different from someone um, that's going out to be a hobbyist musician. So, you know, these guys that are, you know, high-end professionals and, at, you know, at the top of the world in their field need, just like with a racing car, they need, you know, certain things out of the companies that they're working with. And I think that, um, you know, the companies that's willing to, to offer the most in that regard is going to be the one that they ultimately go with. And, you know, sometimes with these things, it's, it's a gut feeling. Um, you know, some guys have told me that the, the first deal that they signed for, you know, professional uh, instrument, it, it was kind of a gut feeling. They just had a good feeling about the brand, about the people that they had interfaced with and that kind of thing. And, uh, and that was a, a large part of the reason. Just, I mean, just like anything else in music, half of the influence is in, in the gut for, for some of these. Okay, so would it be fair to say, too, that no difference in car business, the guys that work in the musical instrument aspect of it and then that have to deal with the musicians, they actually are musicians themselves, so they get a good feel. They understand where the, you know, what the customer's needs are because they can actually relate to the customer as opposed to somebody strictly in marketing or somebody strictly basically a pencil pusher wouldn't really have the feel for it. No different than a car guy. If you're, you know, if you work for Porsche or if you work for Ford Motor Company or General Motors or something like that and you're accommodating, you know, their, their needs, so to speak, that because you've had experience in the car or in the automotive field with that particular aspect of the car, you can kind of, you're, you can kind of, definitely get into what the what the what the customers needs are yeah absolutely it's, it's walking the walk and talking the talk the guys you know whether they're race car drivers or professional musicians want to be able to talk to somebody and work with somebody who can you know relate to the issue that they're having or relate to um you know whatever uh you know situation they're in and you know it's it's that way i mean it makes it easier for the person that's actually doing the work as well because that relationship is obviously a little bit stronger when there's a direct connection like that and that's the kind of stuff that we really like to do um, and that I really like to do is work on brands that I really, really enjoy. I own a Yamaha trumpet, for example. I play the, the trumpet. I own a Yamaha trumpet. So um, if you can really genuinely enthusiastically endorse the product, um, it makes the job a lot easier, a lot less contrived, and it's a lot more fun that way. Um, so I think that that was a good – that was a part of the reason that I made the switch from – from music to, to cars was I was a big car guy for a long time. Um, and I hadn't done a whole lot with cars because I'd kind of taken this, you know, divergent off to the, the, the music world for a while. So it was like a kind of getting back to something that I had really enjoyed. But yeah. I, I mean, I think it's like what most people tell you when they're, when they're giving good life advice is, you know, do what you love to do. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly uh, it, it's recip- you know, it's reciprocal. It works both ways. So tell us about some of the car stuff that you're involved with, some of the car PR work. Now, I know you were working with Porsche there for a while, so tell us a little bit about that. And then they opened up a new facility in Atlanta, took over the old Ford uh, facility there? Yep. So we um, we had a three-year relationship with the Porsche guys that just wrapped up earlier this year. So my role is I serve largely as an extension of their internal PR team and help do some press releases and, and work with some of the media in, in certain verticals, specifically in the lifestyle world. But we also supported a lot of their events. So, for example, the uh, uh, new facility they're talking about there on the south side of Atlanta, right next to the airport, um, we were pretty integral in getting the local media out to the, the groundbreaking event. And that was a huge event for, for Porsche, you know, breaking ground on the biggest building I think they've built in some number of decades. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of what we do is, is work as an extension of what they are and help them suit, you know, help them fill their needs. Um, without them, you know, necessarily needing to go out and hire specific people for, for, you know, additional certain jobs that they may not need 
long term. So, um, you know, and, and every client relationship is different. So, you know, what we may be doing for, for one company could be completely different than what we're doing for another company. It really depends on their needs. But, but in terms of the Porsche guys, yeah, it was a lot of, um, it was a lot of, you know, press materials and getting stuff out to journalists like yourself and um, setting up interviews and, and getting some, getting the word out on new models, new, uh, new, you know, events that they're sponsoring every year, um, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. So I ended up spending a pretty good amount of time around the cars and, and their headquarters are already here in Atlanta. So I got pretty close to their, their internal team and had a lot of fun doing that as well. Um, and we wrapped that relationship earlier this year. So now we have moved on to the Ferrari motorsports, uh, side of things. So we're working with Ferrari these days, um, from an OEM standpoint and working with their, uh, internal team on motorsports PR here in the United States, specifically sports car stuff. So they handle most of their F1 stuff out in Marinello, but, um, pretty much all of what we do is sports car stuff here in the United States. So, um, IMSA, the, the Tudor United Sports Car Championship, and then their Ferrari Challenge Spec Series. No, they've been quite successful with this new 458. Um, do you guys get involved in any of the marketing on that particular car? Um, so once we kind of moved away with, from the, the Porsche relationship, we were free to do a little bit more with, with these guys in terms of what their, their lifestyle and model uh, PR kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've helped them in terms of um, you know positioning the the experiences to lifestyle media that uh, may not otherwise get a chance to drive the car. So they're not able to do, obviously it's a super expensive product. They make a very uh, limited number of them on a, on a yearly basis. And so it's really hard to, you know, dedicate a large number of cars to a press fleet and give everybody a chance to drive it. Um, so some of these events, some of these uh, races were able to put people in customer cars with professional drivers and let them take hot laps around a track and, um, you know, it le- able to let them get around the car and look at it and check it out and that kind of thing. Um, but it's a little less traditional than, you know, a large scale OEM that can have a very large fleet and, you know, is able to facilitate a lot of loans. So we have to do it a little more creatively um, and, and, get exposure to the car in, in other ways because of, you know, of the nature of the product. Um, so, you know, for example, we, we had a a nice little ride and drive at, uh, Daytona, um, for, um, you know, a select group of customers and potential customers. And, and we had, you know, some, um, we had some customer cars out there in, in, you know, basically the car that you can buy off the lot. And then we also had the spec series car out there, the Ferrari challenge car. Um, so they threw me in the car with, uh, Anthony, Anthony Lazaro, who's, former uh, NASCAR driver, and um, he beat me up a little bit and <laughs> butt me out around the track about 187 miles an hour. So it was uh, it was an interesting situation. It's about the fastest I've ever gone in my entire life. So they do stuff like that to kind of give people an idea of what the car is really capable of. Now, this was at the 24-hour race, basically, they set this up. So they'll do these venues at, what, concours, car shows, and racing events, typically. And, then, and of course, like I said yeah. before, the, the Ferrari 458s, they're, they're big push right now, the big street car. So that's the one they're really trying to get on the market. The 458 is their sports car racing platform. It's the, it's the performance car that they use for, for all the racing activities. The challenge car is based on the 458 platform with uh, slight modifications here and there. But, yeah, um, largely... Um, you know, their customer relations and customer interactions kind of focused on some of these events that are um, very, you know, Ferrari culture-based and um, where they can get a large number of customers, potential customers together to see the cars and, and get in the cars and get a real feel for what they're capable of, certainly. 
Now, like for example, um, you said you do work mainly for uh, Ferrari, let's say Ferrari USA for all practical purposes. But let's say, for example, they've got a new product, a new car they want to test the market with. Do they actually hire an outside PR firm like yourself to go out and just do some soul searching, so to speak, to see how this car would be received in in the public? Do you do you ever get involved in any of that? Um, largely for you know the larger European. Um, companies, you'll have them okay. working out of their, their offices back in Europe, um, and they'll do market research. So one of the other things that my, my firm offers is we have a sister uh, office um, that offers market research. So that gives us a little bit of an edge in that we can kind of go out and you know do the market research from a, a qualitative and quantitative standpoint and kind of really figure out you know what's the what's the key message you should be pushing? What's the the target demographic look like? So you know for for other clients, maybe not for a client like Ferrari who handles a lot of that out of you know their their home office back in Italy. For some of our other clients, maybe that would be something that we would offer and, and say, hey, you know, we'll help you figure out what's the best message that you want to put out there, um, and you know what are the questions that people have about your product, and and how can we answer those questions in the most um, concise and effective ways. And, and ultimately help you sell more stuff because that's effectively what public relations is. At the end of the day, we're help, trying to help our clients sell more stuff, um, and a lot of that is through you know messaging and reaching the right audience. One of your other clients now you mentioned earlier was um, Tire Rack. Tell us a little bit about your involvement with Tire Rack. Yeah, so we do a lot of um, event-based stuff with the with the guys at Tire Rack. Um, they do a lot of event sponsorship, and, and um, they like to be – um, the, the leading um, experts in terms of tire safety and tire testing. Um, so we do a lot. They, they sponsor a, uh, a year-round program um, called Street Survival, which is basically a teen driving education program that kind of goes beyond the legs of what uh, a driver education program, um, you know, if you're going down to uh, your local driver education program, it goes a little bit beyond that. Um, and it's a lot of um, driving in your own car. There's a, there's a, it's usually a one day event. It's a lot of in the morning classroom in the afternoon, you get out on a skid pad, you do, you know, that kind of thing. So they sponsor that kind of event, um, from the safety aspect. And then they also sponsor, um, Brock Yates's one lap of America and, and what's that has kind of turned into. Um, and that's that the a road rally that runs, um, early summer actually just wrapped up uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's a week-long kind of nationwide charitable road rally where they raise a lot of money for um, different charities every year, and the teams can raise money for their own charities. But the Tire Rack guys and, and kind of our work with them is is less product-based, and, and this kind of speaks to the difference um, in what we do with each of our different clients and more event-based, and we, we help them get you know the local word out with some of their local um, media, radio stations, uh, TV stations, newspapers, that kind of thing. Okay. Now, you also do another event that I like, and that's up at uh, Hilton Head Island. Tell us a little bit about that event. Yeah, so um, Hilton Head Island Motoring Festival in Concord. It's uh, your friendly neighborhood Concord there in the southeast. Um, it's the end of um, October, the 24th and 25th up in Savannah. There's the uh, Speed Classic there at the old racetrack in Savannah. And then the main event, obviously, November 1 and November 2, up on Hilton Head Island itself uh, at the Port Royal Golf Course. So um, I know we had uh, Carolyn Van Agel on uh, last year to talk about that event, mm-hmm. and uh, and she can do a lot of what's going on um, this year. And we're kind of firming up the details. We're still, um, what, six months away from that event. So um, we're kind of, uh, you know, starting to get into, you know, what are the exact exhibits going to look like and that kind of thing. But this year's honored mark is Jaguar, okay. and we're also honoring 
the 100th anniversary of Maserati, and then the 50th anniversary of the Mustang, obviously, and also the Pontiac GTO. Wow. So, a lot of really cool stuff. The Hill has a week-long event now, right? Because it's turned into like a speed festival, like you mentioned. Yep. So the speed festival is that, that weekend prior, um, and that, and then, you know, they're starting to stretch some events out into the week and, and, and really kind of grow this into a nice, long week event, kind of like what you get out of uh, Pebble Beach or something like that. Um, but certainly the main event is Saturday, Sunday, um, November 1 and November 2 off on Hilton Head Island. Super. Now, do you have any uh, announcements you want to make? Anything you want to push? Anything you're working on? Or do you want to keep it uh, simple? <laughs> in other words, is there anything, in other words, is there anything that, that, that's, that's in the works that you kind of, you can let out, let the cat out of the box, so to speak? Anything you're working on? Well, I know that you, you mentioned um, one of our other clients is RK Motors, and they um, sell a lot of really nice classic and modified cars. Um, and you mentioned the, I, I heard you mention the, um, the power tour earlier right. in the show. And we'll actually, the RK guys will have a car on that power tour. It's an 800 horsepower 67 Shelby um, that they built and unveiled really? at the, uh, the Charlotte Motor Speedway for the uh, 50th anniversary of Mustang, couple, what, in April, I guess. So um, they're going to take that tour. Rob Kaufman himself, the owner of um, RK Motors, will be driving that car um, for, the, for the power tour. So keep an eye out for that. It's beautiful. Um, it's the bright fire engine red that you come to expect out of a car like that. And 800 horsepower, it's going to be crazy. Um, well, so that's the big thing that we're working on right now. Well, super. Are you going to do, are you going to do the power tour at all? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, I'm in Atlanta. I may, I'm still checking the schedule and I'm going to see what I can get away for, but I would love to see the thing, especially see it kick off and see all the, the cars roll out of Charlotte that weekend. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Well, anyway, hey, Jordan, I want to thank mm-hmm. you. We're just about out of time. We'll definitely stay in touch. Uh, we'll get you on again sometime. If you got some really cool stuff coming on, you want to push it, do some PR, and do some jibber-jabbing about it, we'd love to have you on. So uh, take care and thanks. In the meantime, I want to thank Very all good. my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure you can check out the show every Tuesday. Tell your friends to tune in as well to hear the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsport. If you uh, miss any of our past shows, you can check out our podcast, which is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. And uh, let's see, we've got some uh, events coming up that I hope to see some of you guys at. The Carlisle 4 shows, the Hot Rod Power Tour is going to be taking off. And you guys can probably make it to uh, Ocala at the end of the month or Leesburg for the wrap-up of the uh, great race with Corky Coker. And Corky will be on our show, I think, sometime in the next uh, two, three weeks. So in the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we will see you at some of the car shows or some of the musical events. Because I think, I think the Happy Together Tour is going to be at Ruth Eckert Hall, I think, sometime in June, right? Check our uh, events uh, page. So uh, other than that, I guess that's about it. So take care, everybody. school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Day. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.